0: Welcome to Here's What I Hear, a podcast about reflections and tips about relationships, personal development, and connection. My name is Jesse Hipner, and I'm a counselor and coach. I believe one of the biggest parts about being human is how we are connected to other humans, connected in friendships, intimate relationships with family members, colleagues. We live and die in and out of relationships and how we are connected to others. As a counselor and coach, I have helped many couples and individuals make meaningful and even life-saving changes. In this podcast, I want to share a little bit about what I hear from week to week, and I want to share with you some of the tips about ways to work through similar issues. And so here's what I hear. Hey, well, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad you are here and hopefully you've been listening along. On this episode, we're going to be talking about emotional connection. So what is emotional connection? And how is that different than just regular old connection, right? Well, I use the term emotional connection because I find that Almost every single couple I work with come in looking for help to reestablish the emotional energy or the emotional life in the relationship with their partner or their spouse or their, uh, their boyfriend or their girlfriend or their fiancé, right? They're, they come in asking for, we don't feel emotionally connected anymore. And maybe there is still this sense of connection, now, oftentimes, a sense of financial connection or because of parenting or sharing a home together, right? There's kind of this connection out of necessity. But I find that in relationships, and this is also true for individuals I work with as well, that maybe there's this, this sense of the emotional well has dried up or as well with a colleague, right? And we might actually find it a little bit initially odd to think about those connections in the workplace as an emotional connection, but I believe that when you hear how I define emotional connection, you'll see how that resonates as well in a personal development or professional development career growth way as well, not necessarily just in the traditional sense of of relationship work. So here's how I define emotional connection. I believe that emotional connection is a deep, intuitive sense of belonging, acceptance, support, and encouragement. This intuitive sense of emotional connection is grounded in mutual connection, relationship confidence, and self actualization. Let me just highlight that again emotional connection is a deep, intuitive sense of belonging acceptance, support, and encouragement. This intuitive sense of emotional connection is grounded in mutual connection, right? So it's important that both parties of the relationship have this sense of connection and confidence in the relationship and that you're able to be yourself in the relationship. That's where the self-actualization piece comes in. I find that to be particularly true with a lot of the couples I work with that oftentimes there's one person who feels like I've lost my se- sense of self. I don't feel like I'm an individual anymore. I don't feel like I can do the things I used to like to do or or be the person I like I wanted to be when I was in this relationship. And the reality is is now you are in a relationship and there is a small part that, that individuality is gone. But there is still the possibility and I believe the necessity for self-actualization in a healthy, thriving relationship. And for those of you that are picking up on some of those pieces where that connects to the workplace and to the career, having a sense of belonging and acceptance and support and encouragement, who wouldn't want that in the workplace, right? That is so imperative, and I believe that that's the emotional connection piece. And so we're going to talk about, well, how then do you achieve that emotional connection? Yes, I want that. That sounds great. Uh, That sounds amazing. How do I get that? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. I'm going to give you three key ways to think about emotional connection. One, we're going to talk about how to build emotional connection. We're going to talk about some of the emotions in emotional connection and how to express our emotions in a healthy way. And I think that's really going to be a big part of it is that oftentimes we express our emotions and it's in a dysfunctional or it's in a conflict uh, elevated manner. All right. So here is one of the key ways I help individuals build emotional connection, and it's through vulnerability. You've probably heard me mention vulnerability before. That's honestly a huge part of the work I do definitely a lot from Brené Brown with the vulnerability piece that I draw from. But in the emotional focus therapy approach and the Gottman and the humanistic approach I use as well, it is so important that we as humans show up as humans no matter what the relationship is. And I find this to be true in couples I work with, but I also find this to be incredibly important in the career coaching and the business world as well frankly the vulnerability is oftentimes not modeled and oftentimes it can be even penalized but i believe if you're able to find a place where you can be truly yourself and vulnerable about your your emotions and vulnerable about your needs and vulnerable about your fears that fuels that emotional connection piece that is so important in the relationship work I do, both for the individuals and the couples, this is a vulnerability piece now definitely comes to the piece of, well, who's going to step up first and take that risk of being vulnerable? I find that it's not always simultaneous that that happens with couples that I'm working with that both kind of enter into this risky, amazing, powerful, beautiful, scary place of vulnerability at the same time. Usually one partner, one person in the relationship has to kind of step out on that ledge first and say, hey, I'm going to let my guard down a little bit. I'm going to attempt to be vulnerable. That's the amazing thing about the counseling space or the coaching space is to be able to have that facilitated Safe process to experiment and to see what that might be like to do that in the relationship in the rest of the the week you know outside of the sessions, but certainly you can also find a way to create a safe place without that as well. Right, having that discussion with your partner, saying, "Hey, you know, I have I, I'd like us to set a time aside." Right, and we're going to talk about a little bit around that a little bit later on the episode. But the vulnerability piece is so important to emotional connection because otherwise I even would say that without that vulnerability piece, it's frankly connection and that's it, right? You don't get into that place of the feelings. You don't get into that place of the deep interior work. That's where the vulnerability piece is so important. The other element to building emotional connection is frankly spending time with the person. You know, I find this to be kind of a novel idea, unfortunately, Uh, certainly in the COVID era, that although people are at home more, from my, my impression, is that people actually are spending less quality time together. And so that vulnerability piece needs to be coupled with having quality time. So what makes up quality time? Well, number one, it's device free, right? So you're not sitting in front of a TV, you're not you don't have your phones out, you're not looking at some type of distraction, right? It's it's distraction free. Your eyeball to eyeball or side to side would be okay too. Going on a walk together, just having that quality time together. Now I find that the quality time piece a lot of times people push. back, back and they say, well, we don't have the time for that. That's bull. The reality is is we all have the same 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, 365 days in a year. You have the time. It's how you make the time or spend the time or carve out the time. And it also doesn't have to be two hours, right? It doesn't have to be a whole day of quality time. Those things are important as well, but it could be a 15-minute walk together. It could be a 10-minute breakfast together. It could be sitting down over lunch and having a moment where you're having that emotional connection, that vulnerability piece, right? Connecting eyeball-to-eyeball, distraction-free. Similarly, in that same vein one of the things that I find to be particularly important with couples, and in that kind of more intimate family system, romantic sense, is when I when I find that people are are having this, this kind of assimilation challenge. And what I mean by that is maybe it's particularly new, newlyweds or it's a couple that have been together for a while, and they're struggling at kind of finding the the way to move the relationship into a deeper area. How does that relationship deepen? How does that relationship grow? One of the key areas That i recommend in this is actually creating rituals and traditions together one way to do that is to think back when you first met when you were dating or courting or uh, getting to know each other what were some of the places you you went to together you know maybe making that part of a a ritual or a new tradition thinking about also perhaps the holidays if you come from the same kind of cultural background uh spiritual background that might be easier to connect with some of those rituals uh, uh and traditions together otherwise you may need to you may need to look at some of those things and say okay how can we make a, a- tradition out of this? How can we make our own ritual out of this? Maybe it's something with the changing seasons, right? As spring is coming in here just around the corner, uh, and I'm thinking about the outdoors and, and the earth coming back to life again. I think about, man, what amazing symbolism there is in that. So there can be these, these ways to create rituals and traditions together with your partner in many different ways. And this is important because it creates a sense of bonding and it creates a sense of healthy attachment with your partner as opposed to just kind of two ships passing by at night. Having these traditions and these rituals together can be a really amazing thing to look forward to as well. Okay, so let's talk about the emotions that are involved in Emotional connection, right? It's in it's in the phrase. Emotional connection implies that there's emotions involved. So the fact is, you're going to have to dig into those emotions, right? And I'm just going to admit, this is oftentimes an area that I personally struggle with, right? That emotional vocabulary, or tapping into that, turning off the the logical brain, turning off the, um, which might be funny as a therapist and coach to for you to hear, but that can sometimes be a challenge, right? And so tapping into those deep emotional words, the emotional phrases, the emotional vocabulary, what am I feeling in this moment, right? And I want to say, in particular, one area that I find a lot of individuals and couples struggle with is around anger. Now, anger can absolutely be a very explosive and dangerous emotion, for sure. However, anger is an emotion, and it's healthy to express anger, What I find to be true about anger in particular is that number one, it's almost always modeled wrong, right? That you saw maybe anger as a child, that it turned into explosive outbursts, maybe even uh, emotional or verbal abuse, or even unfortunately for some physical abuse as well. And so we equate in our minds that that is anger, and I never want to express anger. That actually is oftentimes what I find that ends up building up and turns into that place of explosive outburst, right? Where anger that's no longer a healthy expression of anger. So I just want to put that out there that if that's an, one emotion that you particularly struggle with, anger is a healthy emotion to express. It's finding how to express, expressing it in the right way, opening up, going back to that vulnerability piece I talked about, right recognizing, hey, I'm feeling this anger, this is coming up inside of me. How do I how do I let this out in a healthy way? What is frustrating me? What's getting under my skin? It's important and healthy and even vital to make sure we're expressing that emotion as well. One thing that you may or may not be aware of, but, uh, you know, go on Google and Google just emotional wheel or emotions wheel. You will find several examples. There's free versions you can even print out. I have one printed out that I take with me every day that I'm in the office and I get it out almost every every day with at least one or two clients. Right. And what it is is it's this large wheel that has all these different emotional feeling words on it and they move deeper deeper into the center into kind of these core emotional feelings and I find that it's actually really helpful to just kind of look at that and to just kind of notice, okay, here's some words that are sticking out to me. Here's a way to describe it. I find, again, I think this is in part due to our the taboo of talking about our feelings for men in particular— Uh, But the taboo in the Western society is that we don't really talk about emotions, and so we don't have the vocabulary there up to how to express our emotions, right? So when someone comes to me and says, how do I express my emotions? That's an area we work on. It's okay. Let's add some new emotional words to our vocabulary and connect those to different experiences you've had in this last week. And now, going forward this next week, Let's notice where these are coming up again. So that can be a great little tool for you to have at home. Maybe when you're sitting down with your partner, doing some of that vulnerability or quality time together, expressing those emotions together, talking about them, and just exploring them as well together. Having a very innocent and and curious approach to that can be a really amazing thing. All right. So. We've talked now about kind of identifying some of the emotions. We've talked about opening yourself up, taking a step towards vulnerability. And I want to talk now a little bit more in depth. I kind of hinted at this a little bit, but expressing your emotions in healthy ways. That absolutely connects to the piece with anger we were just talking about and the other emotions. So here's a couple important things about how to express your emotions in healthy ways in particular. So the first part about that is I really want you to think about expressing your emotions in a way that doesn't come across as an attack or as a judgment on the other person. And the way you do that is removing any kind of behavior changes or any kind of things that you're noticing about the other person, right? It really has to do with totally taking the other person out of the equation and recognizing that my emotional response, even if they are doing something that's wrong, or I would like them to change. And of course, so you'll get to that later. But in this moment, it's about how do I feel in this moment, right? And it's tapping into those emotions, looking at that emotion wheel, for example, how how do I feel? How is this situation making me feel, right? So let me use an example. So One person in the relationship is working really late hours, uh, oftentimes unpredictable, and it's getting to the point where it's impacting dinner time together. The other partner is spending all of their time with the kids, right? So there is the option of saying, "Man, I'm doing everything alone. They're never here. They're never coming. They they spend too much time at work." They never participate in helping raise the kids, right? I'm doing it all by myself. So that would be expressing a little bit of that emotion piece, right? You heard a little bit of it, but it's really focusing on the other person, right? That thing that they're doing that they need to be doing differently. I just wish they would come home on time. I wish they would take care of the kids more, right? Instead, the way to express that without focusing on the other person and just tapping into the emotions yourself is to say, I feel like I am raising the kids by myself, or I feel like I'm doing everything at the house alone, or I feel like after a long day of work and I come home and I still have to take care of the kids or I have to do everything at the house and just leaving it at that, right? then that gives the opportunity to the other person to respond and to validate and to also move into that place of vulnerability. So there is work on the other person's part as well, not to get defensive because, you know, it can feel a little bit still like an attack in the sense of like, okay, well, that's not entirely true. It's an overgeneralization. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that part. But at first it's focusing on, okay, How does it make me feel in this situation? And when you hear your partner express that, responding with how do I feel as well? One thing with finding a healthy way to express your emotions that I find to be really important for some couples who really struggle with this is to find a regular time and commit to that time at least once a week it really needs to be at least once a week and i would even i would even suggest finding a couple times a week where you're able to sit down have 10 15 minutes together to do a check in this is really important it will feel initially kind of highly structured um, kind of a little bit maybe uh, forcing yourself or a little bit unnatural but that gets that but that will change over time the more you do it the more natural and and healthy it will feel and that's a really important part so finding time to sit down together to connect with each other right so you can kind of see how all these are kind of coming together and they all really play on each other right so the vulnerability the quality time creating those rituals that is so important and having those regular times where you get together and you sit down And lastly, the thing that I would suggest for couples and for individuals and even in the career sense as well is have you done the interior work yourself? It's so important to do this interior work. There might be something from your childhood you need to get some resolution on. Maybe you've got some addictive tendencies or addictive personality. Maybe there's a personal development or some spiritual development that you need to do in order to show up and be vulnerable in that relationship. And I would say the way to kind of notice and wonder at that is as you are kind of trying some of these things, if you're finding it to be particularly challenging and you're really, really struggling with connecting with those emotions on the emotion wheel, anger is, is almost always turning into some outbursts or there's no, you're, you're just stuffing it all down, that could be a good indicator that the interior work is still very much needed. And so that would be another key part of this. All right, so let's just recap real quick. So we talked about all about emotional connection today. And just to reemphasize what emotional connection is, is it is a deep intuitive sense of belonging, acceptance, support, and encouragement. This intuitive sense of emotional connection is grounded in mutual connection, relationship confidence, and self-actualization. And we talked about some ways to do that through vulnerability and we talked about maybe even use an emotion wheel, a reminder that anger is an emotion and it can be expressed in healthy ways and some ways to establish some healthy ways around expressing the emotions, finding committing time together. I hope you enjoyed this episode and tune in next time. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Here's What I Hear. I hope you resonated with some of the things you heard and you took away a few tips and suggestions that I shared with you. I truly believe that we can all obtain thriving relationships and thriving connections and thriving development to reach those goals that we're working after. And to help you on that journey, I have a couple free worksheets on my website that I would love for you to download. Simply go to my website, jessiehibner.com, That's J-E-S-S-E-H-U-E-B-N-E-R.com. One quick note about liability. I am not your counselor. I just need to say that because if you think I'm your counselor, that's probably a good indicator you need counseling. Of course, if you're in the Denver metro area, feel free to reach out for a consultation call. But just listening to my tips and suggestions on this podcast does not equate to being in treatment with anyone, including with me lastly and most importantly if you are struggling with thoughts of wanting to kill yourself wanting to die or feel like there's no way out you need to get help immediately a good option is frankly the emergency room or if you're in the united states you can call 800-273-8255 and last but certainly not least i would love for you to tune in every week we're going to drop a new episode of this podcast every week so hit that subscribe button I'd also love your rating and a review if you've really resonated with this podcast episode today. Well, again, I'm so glad that you joined us and I hope you tune in next week.